So today uh, we're talking to Caitlin and Michael from Claire's Creamery, which is an ice cream shop here in Greenville. Um, this is going to be kind of the third format that we're doing for the show. And so this will be uh, where we interview another couple that's running a business together. So we're big fans of Claire's. Chrissy and I both uh, eat ice cream at Claire's, but really excited to talk to them and kind of hear more about what they've experienced as a couple running a business together. So uh, without any further ado, here we are with Michael and Caitlin. Okay, so we have Michael and Caitlin here today from Claire's Creamery, and thank you guys for coming and being here. So we're going to just get started and roll right into the questions. So first question being, was ice cream always a passion, or did you just see it as a business opportunity? And take take this time to kind of explain the backstory of Claire's and, and how y'all got started. Um. It started a long time ago. So I actually worked as my first job at an ice cream shop. Um, so I was probably 14, almost 15 years old back in Cleveland, Ohio. And honestly, the day I started there, I was like, this is my dream. Um, I wanted to own an ice cream shop. I just loved everything about it. The people I worked for were amazing. The other people that I worked with were also my friends. So it just was a great job. So I worked there all through high school and college. And yeah, like you always say, oh, I wish I could do this. But you know, your parents give you some guidance along the way. And the big guidance was like, you can't go to college and open an ice cream shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I went into like marketing and corporate sales and along the way met Michael and he heard me talk about ice cream for years and years and years. And we ate a lot of ice cream. He's lactose intolerant. So oh, really? <laughs> yeah. she, she warned me when we were dating that this was in the pipeline. Yeah. And at the time I was like, yeah, let's just, you know, Go get dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, I think after, like, you know, the life just kept happening. We had a few kids, and the pandemic hit, and it was kind of like a pivotal point for us. And Michael kind of said, you know, you've talked about this for 10 years. Like, you either need to do it, or we need to, like, stop talking about it. Yeah. Um, so that kind of started Claire's Creamery. So that was the long way to get there. But, yeah, I, it's definitely a passion for me and I think for Michael at this point, too. We, like, coached him on how to eat ice cream, even though he's lactose intolerant. <laughs> a little bit at a time. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, being lactose intolerant, I think that's actually a strength for y'all because you do offer, uh, like, non-dairy options, which is, yeah. you know, it appeals to a lot of people. Like, I know a lot of people in town will go because they know they can get something that is. Yeah, that was one of my requirements was if we <laughs> opened it, it had to be a really good non-dairy yeah. And uh, yeah. so I eat quite a bit of that. That's a good requirement. Yeah. So then we opened like this uh, ice cream bike in 2020. And then we opened the first store in 2021. And then about three weeks ago, we opened the second store. So Ooh. it's a huge passion for us as a family. And yeah, we eat a ton of ice cream. And that's kind of how we got started. So okay. I'm curious about because we had we had a business through the pandemic. I'm curious about like what that was like starting I mean, I guess 2021 is, like, on the edge of it, but, like, what is that, like, what were those feelings, you know, of, like, we're going to start something now and things aren't really open yet? Well, uh, <laughs> I'll take this one, too, and then Michael can cover it. So here's the great thing. Michael and I both had jobs during the whole pandemic, and I actually worked at an agency that was remote. So I was working or hardly working. I'm not sure which one. But uh, <laughs> during that, I had a little bit of free time to, like, start turning the wheels on, like, what does a bike look like and you know, what are our recipes, and we were home more as a family. Um, so I think we actually started in the perfect time, because before that, 
I don't think we would have had time, like that extra few minutes. There's a little bit of leniency um, within our jobs to take care of the kids. And the kid time, we ended up bringing the family to like make ice cream. So the pandemic was like a perfect time for us to start. Yeah, with my job, I worked in Anderson's about you know 35 minutes away if, if I drove the speed limit. <laughs> and We won't you know, tell. Yeah. And since um, that commute stopped, we got an hour back every yeah. day. And so that was like just enough time to kind of make a plan of, wow. oh, we've got an, an extra hour in the day. Yeah. Let's build, let's build something. Yeah. Let's make so ice cream. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so when Michael was like, either do it or stop talking about it, were you, did that like make you like fiery, like, yes, let's do this? Or you're like, I'm going to prove to him that I actually am going to do this. <laughs> I think it was like, a yeah, it was like a supportive push because <laughs> I am one of those people that I want like the words of affirmation to be like, you can do it. And he was like, we all know you can do it. Just yeah. do it. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was the push I needed. I mean, it was a yeah. little bit like, okay, he said I could do it. So like, stop talking, just do it. Yeah. Um, but she's also the kind of person that if you tell her she can't, then I will. She's going to find a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Chrissy was channeling herself in that question. She was the, the challenger, challenger yeah. mode for sure. Yeah. Okay. So I think a lot of our listeners will potentially want to know y'all's story. So how you met. So I know you mentioned you met in school, in college. So tell a little bit about how y'all met. So we met right after college. We both joined a a company here in the upstate and they moved us to different parts of the country. So she was in New Hampshire and I was in Houston, Texas. We actually met at a corporate training. So I had to hide it from HR. (laughs) (laughs) uh -uh. um, Did you really have to hide it from HR? No, no. Uh, well, no, not really, but sort of. <laughs> not really, but sort of. Off the so, it sounds like hiding from me. This, is, this has been a 12-year debate for Caitlin and I. Oh. Um, so maybe we'll settle it today. Okay. But, we'll uh, help. We'll help. So we're at this corporate training, and you, know, you do training during the day and then dinner at night. And I remember walking back from dinner to, to the hotel where there's like 100 people staying. And I like, tried to reach down and like, grab her hand. And never happened. This is the debate. And she's like, did not happen. And in, but in my head, I, I was probably super nervous and I like barely touched her with like a pinky, you know? And I'm like, oh no, I'm going to get in trouble. Um, but that was kind of how we, you know, we knew there was something there. And then we both went back to our, our home base state and just stayed in touch. Yeah. And then we both ended up getting promotions to the Southeast. I moved to Atlanta. She moved to Greenville. And we started meeting up on the weekends for hikes and, yeah. And that's really kind of how it started. And then one day I was like, I don't know if you remember this, but like, <laughs> I tried to hold your hand. And she was like, no, you didn't because I wanted you to. And I was like, I, I really tried. <laughs> wow, that is and great. Yeah. So I'm going to maintain that I tried. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, if you tried in your head and heart, you definitely tried. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Whether or not she noticed it, you know. Maybe that's on me. <laughs> so then we both ended up getting another promotion and working for the exact same guy. And we sat like a cube apart in our corporate life. Yeah. And um, our boss at the time did know. So he he knew that, <laughs> that we were dating. And he was an incredible guy. And he still let y'all sit a cubicle apart. Yeah. 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 And Ooh, <laughs> office romance. Yeah. <laughs> but he was awesome. He's he's probably one of the best uh, men that we've, or man. He's probably one of the best men. Men. That's so tricky. That's a tricky <laughs> word, uh, plural. He's one of the best guys we've worked for. Yeah. And, um, uh, but I was thankful that he was open to <laughs> letting us work together. Yeah. Yeah. If you're getting your stuff done. That's right. You know? And so then when you started Claire's, did y'all, I mean, 
y'all did y'all stop working then or was it before or is it so we working? knew once we were like all right you know there's a, a relationship here that we couldn't both work at the same place forever yeah. t- together yeah so caitlin left and started her career in e-com and mm. digital marketing and then i stayed at the same place and you know continued growing there nice yeah, I think the nice thing was is like then it all goes back to like fast forward several years. Like yeah. we knew already that like we had what it took to work together, and mm-hmm. you know there's ups and downs in that. But like his except for home landscaping projects, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't do those. <laughs> At least you know your your weaknesses. But um, yeah, it was nice because I knew like his skill sets complemented mine, and there that helped yeah. us really early work out when we were on someone else's like payroll like here's mm-hmm. the things you excel at here's the things I excel at like know the difference and accept those and then that's helped us a lot today as we like thought about Claire's and coming into like a family business and a husband and wife pair it's was really important we had those baseline years of working together to be yeah. like know when to stop <laughs> that's so interesting to have worked together for someone else first it's yeah. nice having someone else Pay you to figure that out. Yeah, Correct. Yes. <laughs> I think that was key because we also didn't have the other stresses we have now, like yeah. just a larger family, uh, just more complexities, right? And so things were more simple then, yeah. but we got to work through those Road challenges road. of how do we <laughs> how do we communicate when we have a difference of opinion on yeah. something business related. Yeah. So. That, so that leads us. There's another question we wanted to ask, and I think this is a good segue. But curious, like in the business, then like. What do each of you, like, what are each of you responsible for, like, as part of Claire's? Everything and nothing all at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sounds right. I, well, I, since I started with, like, the ice cream, Mm -hmm. I take care of a lot of the production and the recipes and, like, the kitchen side of things. And Michael does help with it, but that's kind of my world, as well as, like, the marketing and, like, digital aspect. And then Michael takes care of, like... All the finance, all the business, all the hard stuff. She's still guessing. She's, yeah. like, she's like, what do you what do? Is he doing? He's the janitor. He helps with a lot you, of stuff. You take care of this, right? This sounds familiar. The janitor, the plumber. Yes. The... That's always Michael. Um, all yeah, that I, stuff. I really enjoy the number side, so I, I do a lot of the finance piece, making sure that we're hitting metrics that we're aiming for. And, um, I love the team side, so I do a lot of the training, mm-hmm. um, some of the discipline. Um, which is the less fun side, but yeah. has to be has to happen. Um, and then every once in a while, I'll get a harebrained marketing idea. I'm like, ooh, yeah. I should throw this to the boss, see what she thinks. <laughs> um, but I know that like, do you call her the boss? No, just just for fun, because it makes her mad. Yeah. <laughs> the exact same situation. When Ryan calls me the boss, I want to flip a table. Yeah. It's like whatever the boss wants, but it's never like, oh, let's ask the boss. It's like what the boss wants, and I'm like, yeah, I do it just, ah. just to get a rise out of it. Yeah, it's yeah. so annoying. Yeah, or when when some of the staff, you know, ask something, I'm like, I don't know, ask the boss. <laughs> oh, like, aren't you the boss? I'm like, I don't know. Am so I? relatable, <laughs> so annoying. Just pass the buck. Yeah, pass the boss. Pass the boss. <laughs> I love that. But uh, yeah, there's definitely things that are just clearly Caitlin's strengths. Yeah. And I'll engage in conversation, but at the end of the day, like, that's what she excels at. And so, you know, she gets she gets priority there. And vice versa. Like, that was really, I think that what is what makes it work for us is that, like, we give input, but there's also, like, someone has the, in those fields, that person's ultimately makes the decision, and the other person has to, like, understand their perspective. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. 
But she does a great job of, of at least pretending to hear me out, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> which, which I appreciate. Um, I like that idea. I will tuck that in the back of my mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and some things we've, you know, we've talked about, and we think in different ways. Sometimes, um, sometimes I'm pie in the sky, you know, picture, and sometimes I'm like absolute reality. It just depends what kind of day it is. And so we'll talk about things, and you know, I think we do a great job of balancing when one person is just dreaming and then the other person's living in what's happening in the moment. Right. And so she'll sometimes say like, yeah, that's great. Just not now. Yeah. Or, Hey, that's a six month thing from now. We should start talking about it, but no, we can't execute that right now. Like, right. Um, so yeah. that's been really nice, but we, it took us years to figure out how to get there, how to sure. just talk, talk to each other like that. Yeah. I also just listened, we just got this great advice from another podcast, but um, we're trying to implement it. It's like as you work together and like maybe you do have a disagreement or a, you know, like a road bump and the person calls it like halt fighting. So like make sure you're not hungry, angry, lonely, or tired Mm -hmm. before you start the conversation of, I disagree with you. I don't like what you have to say about this perspective, you know, and that's been helpful for us too, because a lot of times, you know, running the business is you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. (laughs) I honestly don't know if there's a time in my life where I'm not one of those four things, but I like the idea. That's great. So that's been helpful because I I do think sometimes it's important to step back and I think we're getting a lot better at that as we grow into this business. So that's great. I would be tempted to use it against Ryan and they're like, you seem a little hungry right now. Let's wait. Let's hold off on that combo. Yeah, this is a weapon. Yeah, this is a We see everything as weapons. No, um, okay, so y'all just, we just discussed this. Y'all just opened your second location of Claire's, which is a huge move. Um, so just kind of want to hear how y'all decided and knew that it was the right time to open a second location. Um, or was it? <laughs> Still figuring that out. Um, well, when we before we start, so we both did do corporate life, so we are very much built on the foundation of like business plans and like mapping out a roadmap. So when we first started this, even before we got the bike and like bought that first investment, we sat down and put a roadmap together. So part of that was we wanted to expand. We wanted to have three to five stores, all family owned here, like really central to Greenville. Mm-hmm. So. When we found the Overbrook neighborhood, it felt perfect for us because there were schools and communities and families, and it felt like home. Um, And so we told ourselves, yes, we always wanted to grow, but it had to have that same feel of, like, community-oriented. It could be a true community center. And um, I think we were looking to expand, but I don't know that we ever thought it would happen as quickly as it did. Um, We didn't even... when. Um, our good friend and realtor, Catherine Jordan, she helped us. She said, you guys should come look at this spot. It's not on the market, but it's on Lawrence Road. And we were like, we had driven by it a lot, and we didn't really think it'd be a good fit for us. And then we, like, pulled in, and we were like, wow, this, like, feels right. Um, and so that's I think that's how we'll continue to expand. If we do, it will be those moments of, like, this is the right place for us, um, surrounded by the right community. Um, so, yeah, we knew we wanted to do it. When we were going to do it, I don't think we really knew. Mm. But it seems like it's good timing. Um, yeah, part of it was, I think, just feel. Yeah. And you, we were looking for a store uh, to begin the Overbrook store for months. And we went all over the city, and just nothing felt right. And then we drove past this Overbrook location. And 
it was in the middle of, the, of two neighborhoods, you know. Overbrook on one side, Overbrook on the other, mm. Overbrook Baptist, had the schools, it, it, it felt like a community. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you see people walking at night, strollers and dogs, and I was like, yeah, let's be here. And then as we started growing, we, you know, from the numbers side, we, we had it kind of listed out, because you, I mean, y'all know, you do every job sure. until you can afford to pay someone else to take that job over. Yeah. You know, and that's where your efficiencies start to build. And so um, as we were building out the budget, it was like, well, can we staff the other store? <laughs> can, <laughs> can we physically handle the, yeah. the load? And that all comes down to just budgeting and do we have the right people in place and the team to grow and that we're not wearing every hat for the business all the time. And so once we hit a few of those metrics and we said, okay, I think it's safe to start looking. Yeah. Um, we've been in enough, enough situations that we've, especially Caitlin, with her previous background helping grow small brands, you see mistakes other people make, mm. and you kind of put that in a checklist of your head of what not to do, if, if possible. <laughs> and so we kind of knew it was the right time once we had a better team in place. We had some processes and foundations mm. set up. Yeah. I'm always curious about with additional locations. I mean, I know that, like, I think that the hard parts are obvious, right? Like, it's another, lo- it's a whole other location, stat- like, all that stuff. But I'm curious, like, and maybe it's too early, but have you seen any unexpected like efficiencies or, or like benefits of having a second location? That's a good question. I don't know. Well, I, for us, we're lucky. Ice cream is like you, for me on the production side, like I can either make three gallons of ice cream or I can make 30 gallons of ice cream. It's yeah. actually easier to make 30 because you're doing it and you keep the machine going yeah. on the same flavor versus switching. Like I used to switch. We have 20 core flavors and then six seasonals. And so when we're making it for one store, I'd run probably like about 30 to 40 gallons, and then I'd switch to the next batch. And now, so I could do like three or four flavors a day, but every time you have to clean, yeah. wash, sanitize. So for me, if you double that to a second store, I actually make more ice cream in the day, just two flavors instead of four, but it, it's a lot more seamless. Yeah. For, so that's a huge efficiency for us. And you know, I think there'll be a point where it's like, oh my goodness, we have to make so much ice cream. This is not <laughs> helpful. <laughs> but that's been a big one for me. of just like production side, like planning a flavor or two flavors for the day versus making sure we have ingredients for four flavors or five flavors um, yeah. a day. But otherwise, I think we're still learning. That second store is still new, but that's the biggest one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also been lucky. I think our staff, because they're so close mm-hmm. in location to the stores, yeah. we've been like blessed beyond measure to have staff that is willing to go from Overbrook and then work a shift the next day or two days later at Parkins Mill. So that I think has been a really great thing. Um, I don't know if we could have done it if it was any farther away. Like starting a second new staff has been tough. So the overlap of staff has been helpful. Yeah, especially we were we were only a month, month and a half delayed um, on our opening date, which is a miracle. Yeah, yeah a miracle. <laughs> at, at the time, it was you know, it was like, oh my goodness, we're a month and a half late. But then it's pretty much on time. Yeah, you know. Uh, but trying to get staffing in place and then trained, and then and then we're like, wait, hold. Can you please hold for a month? Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Having the staff that was able to transfer from the other store and say, yeah, no problem. I'll I'll go work that one was immensely helpful yeah because we hit it at all the wrong times like when summer literally when (laughs) summer ends our staff goes back to school because we have a lot of younger staff and we opened like the 30th of august so everyone's back in school so the hours are like what are we doing um but our staff has been awesome the girls that 
are at Greenville Tech or Bob Jones, like the college students have really filled a lot of gaps for us. Nice. So, yeah. How often do y'all um, actually work behind bar, like serving ice cream? Recently, I mean, almost daily um, in some capacity. So I may do three or four hours and then I have a new crew come in and then I'll, I'll go back to doing payroll, yeah. you know, or something <laughs> like that. Um, or Caitlin will be making ice cream in the morning and then jump out in the afternoon for a couple hours and then and, and back. But um, it, we're kind of resetting what the fall looks like now that we're getting back to school. And the I think the cool part is we have great retention with the staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think because they like being there, we like them being there, yeah. and they're just really good. So it, it helps that they come back from you know uh, a spring semester, they went home for the summer, they're back for the fall. Yeah. And then we have a few that left to go back to school for the fall. And so we, we kind of get this transition of those who came back and those who left again. Right. Um, but as we smooth all of that out, we're, we're scooping every day probably. Yeah, I, I love scooping because I started it without when Michael was still at his other job. So I would make ice cream in the morning and then at 2 o'clock I'd pivot to like scooping. Yeah. And the days that I get to scoop, it actually brings you like the most joy because um, yeah. I love making ice cream, but you're really back in like a – dark kitchen yeah. you know? and um so I don't get the opportunity to scoop as much as I'd like to but that really is we say that like I was really one of the best parts of the job yeah that's like one of the greatest you just get to interact like our business is so community focused that the same people come in and it's like you saw a long lost friend you know yeah. and um yeah I, I think we both wish we could scoop more but as you grow you also have to give up some of those things to say yeah. okay you can't scoop we need you to do payroll yeah. <laughs> and like work on finance the staff stuff. Likes getting paid. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why. So rude. Yeah. <laughs> so I um I mean it makes total sense though because nobody is mad when they're coming to get ice cream. You know, like they're, yeah. people are going to be well, they might be. Y'all's faces look <laughs> a little. Um, but you know, like they're there and they're getting something that's going to make them happy, and you get to see the I guess yeah. the fruits of your of your labor and people getting to spend time with their family and make memories and stuff so I could see why scooping would be one of the best parts of the job yeah we say that a lot when when we're training new staff or just talking about the store people are either having a great day and they're celebrating coming to get ice cream yeah. or they've had a bad day and they're coming to fix it with some ice cream <laughs> yeah uh, but either way we get to be on the good side yeah, yeah. so that is really one of the best parts um I was telling Caitlin the other night I came home and there was this dad and daughter that came in and she had tried something new and the way she looked at her dad and she was like, that's the one, like, <laughs> that's the flavor. I have to have that. It, it was like, all right, that's why we do this. Do that. you remember the flavor? It was cookies and cream. Nice. I mean, solid. Crowd pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the way she like, she, her eyes lit up and she looked up at her dad and she was like, that's it. Sugar cone. Like, <laughs> yes. Wow. And, that's. And he, he just kind of grinned. He's like, all right, there you go. Sugar cone. So you're talking about staff and how you have a good retention rate. Do you feel like there's anything specific that y'all do, either training or, you know, while they're while they're working for you that has helped you with retaining staff? I can give my opinion, but can I go first? Um, sure. Well, I, I think it all starts with, like, who we hire. So yeah. we, like, for whatever reason, we've been really lucky. We get, like, highly motivated, talented, like, leaders, young leaders, and – I think we give them two things. One, the flexibility to be a leader and like make decisions as like a 15 to 22 year old that yeah. maybe some of these other people wouldn't get at another job. Um, it is a small business, so there's a lot of like 
you're in charge. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Um, and I think some of the people on our team love that. They want to be in these leadership roles and make decisions, not just come to work to get paid. Um, right. The second thing I, I also think it's just the atmosphere of like, we, we try to like tell them this is who we are and like the culture matters here. Yeah. And I do think like, yeah, not everyone wants to work for a mom of four that's like running two <laughs> businesses, but a lot of people do because it's more human, you know? And yeah. I, I think that's probably two of the things we, Michael can talk a little bit about training. We do a lot of training with the staff and mm-hmm. try to be structure driven, but I think culture makes a difference and just character of who we hire. Yeah. Yeah. In the interviews, we, we talk, we maybe talk too much in the interviews, um, <laughs> but part of that is strategic. We want to let them know like who we are. What are you getting into? Yeah. What are you getting into? <laughs> this is all like, if you join, this is on you. Are you hungry? Are you angry? <laughs> are you hungry, angry, and tired? <laughs> but we also want them to see like, hey, this is what we want to portray. Like, this is what we want to build. And if you're not on board for smiling when someone walks in the door, then don't be here. Yeah. You know, we, this is a happy place. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. And we also strive, um, I don't want to say we want to be the Chick-fil-A of ice cream, but we want the mentality that, like, like it's going to be good when you come. Yeah. You know, like, you're not ignored. You're not a ghost when you show up. Yeah. Um, when people walk in the door, someone says hi. Uh, it's just welcoming. It's friendly. And so we want we want them to know that upfront. That is the very clear expectation. Yeah, is cool. You have to abide by that. And you will make this your pleasure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we also so we'll usually be heavily involved in their first day of training. Yeah. And then this is where the leadership piece comes in. The Caitlin was talking about is part of this is is soft skill building for the staff because we're not going to be their forever home. Yeah. They're going to graduate. They're going to go, you know, move somewhere else. They're going to get another job. If they can build some soft skills here that transfer to every other aspect of their life, then we, I think we've done a great thing by giving them a chance to grow and make mistakes, refine it, try it again, and then move on with life. Um, and then later down the road, they go, man, I worked for this really weird ice cream family, <laughs> and ice I loved them. Like, I still think about them, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the goal. We probably all remember our first boss. Yeah. Some are better than others. Oh, yeah. Um, but you remember them. Yeah. And so we want to be that best experience that we can for them because, you know, they serve us right now by being happy and engaged and yeah. trying to do what we ask um, to build a business. And then, but in return, we have to give them something. And that's a paycheck and, uh, you know, building skills. Yeah. So we give them kind of a framework, you know, here's what we want you to do when, when a guest comes in, here's how we want them to feel during their experience. Now you be you. Yeah. I, I don't want to tell you the exact thing to say. Right. I want, yeah. I want you to be natural. Right. I think that's kind of what the, the guests like as well as they come in and they want to interact with a person mm-hmm. sure. and still so come in and say, Hey, what's your favorite flavor? It's not what's the brand's favorite flavor. What's right. Claire's favorite flavor? What's yours? Yeah. And then if there's two or three people behind the counter, they'll kind of scan everybody. Be like, all right, who else is going to give me an opinion, <laughs> yeah. right? And they like that. They yeah. want to know, like, what are you passionate about? Do you like coffee with chocolate or yeah. do you like, you know, the banana? And and I think they like seeing when the staff kind of, you know, almost start, you know, debating, no, chocolate yeah. is better. No, cookies yeah. and cream is better. And they get excited about that. Yeah. So we want them to be, be themselves, but also kind of just follow a framework of, like, here's a best practice on how to greet, yeah. how to host, how to keep things clean and moving. Yeah, people are ready to be influenced. I mean, we see the same thing with, like, our, our draft list. We have a lot. We have um, eight beers on draft at any time, and we have probably 10 to 15 cans. And people are like, what should I drink? And a lot of times people just want to be told, like, 
oh, this is what you want. And they're like, that is what I want. I just wanted someone to give me suggestions. So same with ice cream. Yeah, I had a beer because they told me it's what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they want. I went for coffee, but they said I should try this beer. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, favorite flavor ice cream? Oh, I mean, there's a right um, answer. Uh, there's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you know guests when they ask. I, it for me, it changes with the weather. So it's kind of like music yeah. for me. Okay. Um, I love our strawberry coconut. Uh, but which I, is dairy free. Which is yeah. dairy free. I also love our mocha chocolate chip when it comes mm. out. So. Um, it, Kind of just depends what mood I'm in. I love the lemon cookie, which we're selling right now too. So that might be again changes with the season. But anytime there's lemon, that is I, right up I'm my in. alley. Yeah. I need to come in for that. It's so good. It's so good. Y'all are all wrong. It's, oh. the, it's the chocolate chocolate chip. Uh, that's the. It's a good one. Yeah. It's solid. <laughs> okay, so next question I feel like could be helpful to a lot of different people is what's a lesson that y'all have learned working together as a couple that you could feel could potentially span across any industry. Um, so not necessarily like focused on, you know, having an ice cream business together, but anything that could potentially help other couples or partners that are working together. Um, I'll go first, (laughs) I think. (laughs) So I think one that we learned, like I've learned independently and together is should we, or can we versus should we? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you have to prioritize life your family, your business, like all these different things. And it's really easy to say, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. (laughs) And we've learned and we've gotten, we try to get better every day of being like, we can do anything, but we shouldn't do everything. Mm -hmm. And so we really try to be more disciplined to say, no, like we cannot do that. Or it it doesn't make sense for us to do it because we'll have to give up time with our kids or, you know, we won't be able to do something that we personally want to achieve. And that, that's, I think the greatest thing, I wish I would have learned younger. It's okay to say no, that you can't do everything and you, you can do your best, but not everything. So. I feel like you have to do that to learn. I think the only way to learn that is to do it a couple of times though. Cause I think early on in a business uh, we've experienced this is like everything's it's so hard, right? Like you have this vision of what it's going to be like, it's gonna be so fun, but then like it's, it's a grind right away. Mm-hmm. And so every opportunity feels like, the, op- the opportunity like this could be the break this yes. could be the break and you have to like yeah. I think you have to bite on a couple of those to realize like man this was a massive distraction and like uh-huh. we really have to figure out what we need to do yeah uh, but I think I, again I think the only way to learn it is I think you have to do it it's we, so hard we had a few uh <laughs> we had a few shiny object syndrome yep. moments where it was like oh that's it yeah that's it that's where we're gonna make you know the good money yeah. and then I think our big lesson was it's it's not about money yeah it's it's not always about money. Yeah, yeah. You still have to pay the bills and you know grow <laughs> right. the business. That's the point. But um, chasing chasing the money versus building and and chasing the goal yeah. is a much better strategy. Yeah. And so, yeah, my two things are setting goals and then protection of your spouse. So, um, oh, that's if so we have like the aligned goals, <laughs> every once in a while I say something nice. But <laughs> <laughs> don't let that out. Can't let people know that. But. Um, we went into this and we had aligned goals and this would be really like probably the hardest thing we've ever done if we didn't set goals together to say like, here's where we want to be with the business because it, it can go in very different directions, especially when you chase like where the growth is. Yeah. And so when we can sit down and say like, does this align to our goal? Is this where we want to be in six months or six years? Because sign, especially when you sign a lease somewhere yeah. <laughs> and uh, the amount of money you put into, you know, a build out, you, you you're signing a long, long-term long commitment. 
So I like that we can align on our goals, we can still debate it, we can still have moments where we're wrong, and we can course correct together and say, all right, let's realign. Um, and then I think for me, I think where maybe I've grown the most, because this is uh, a really important part about working with your spouse, is, is protecting your spouse uh, you know, together. So there's times where we're tired and hungry, <laughs> and you just don't want to do it some days. Yeah. And it, or you're just simply frustrated with yourself or your spouse and making sure you're not taking it out on them in the place where you're building a business yeah. or that you're taking it out where your staff sees it yeah. because you're ruining your own culture. Right. So the moments where it, it, you're just frustrated for whatever the reason is, making sure you're holding on to that and saying, this is momentary, yeah. like this will pass and I don't need to react to it. <laughs> Yeah. And it usually passes or it's, you know, you, you go have lunch and then you're like, yeah, that was totally my fault. <laughs> that was, um, so I think always keeping in your mind that like you never complain about your spouse publicly. You never, you know, do it to anybody Especially else. Your spouse is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what is there to complain about? <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to always be my fault. <laughs> Just but, um, I think we do a great job about that is yeah. it is hard to work together sometimes just because you have different brains. Yeah. You think about, you approach problems in different ways. And what's funny is we, we talk about things a lot of times that, that maybe after 48 hours, we're like, I think we were saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> just wow, different yeah. ways. And then it's like, okay, yeah. all right, let's but move forward. I also think we've, especially with opening a second store, I mean, it's been tough. Like just, it's a lot to yeah. do. And, um, you hit your like peaks and valleys at different times. So it's been really helpful. And just the last month we've had a lot of this of, cause we're getting into new routines and new rhythms, but where Michael's like, you need to take the afternoon off. Like you don't need to make ice cream today. Like you have to go get in the sun. And <laughs> yeah. we've done the same, like he felt similar and it was like, you need to go take your kids for a bike ride, like leave and go pick them up from school. Like right now. Yeah. And it's been helpful to have each other's backs through it because yeah, it's always like, you know, sprinkles and whipped cream, if whatever the language <laughs> is, a cherry on top. But there are days where you're like, this is really tough. And the other spouse has to identify and be like, you're at a breaking point. You haven't seen it yet. So like, yeah. go away <laughs> from here. <laughs> we got it. Like, we don't need you right. today. So that's been helpful, like for yeah. us. So Yeah, that's been nice. That's so inspiring. And thanks for saying yes to our podcast. Yeah. You <laughs> okay, I'm really intrigued. If you weren't running an ice cream shop, what would you be doing? So, I mean, maybe the careers that y'all were in the past, but is there anything that you're like, if we weren't doing this, we could do this either together or separately? Running away is an option. Running, yeah. <laughs> running an ice cream shop, running away. <laughs> I, I always like, I had like a bug to like hopefully work for myself one day. So I worked with a lot of uh, startup brands in like my post, I guess, corporate world. And I think if I weren't doing this, we have two girls and two boys and um, I would love to start like a children's brand. Um, I call it Helen and Hippie. Helen's our oldest daughter and Hippie's her little stuffed animal. And I think there's like so much to like just being a young girl and like going from like potty training and having your purse to go with you or something like that, like going through a girl's life and kind of helping them with like accessories to help them through those different developmental milestones. So who knows? Maybe it will come to fruition. Yeah, it's but, um, pretty well thought out already. Yeah, I'm like, I got, I got it in the background. I think we're kind of busy now. Yeah, but. it sounds like you need another thing. <laughs> but I do, I do think I would love to do something with like children and, um, yeah, helping through those like milestones that are sometimes hard. So yeah. that would be my like secondary. But we're too busy right now. <laughs> yeah, and I've always had a, 
even though I don't know how to surf, I always wanted to be like a big wave surfer. <laughs> so I don't even know how you'd make money there. But <laughs> you would just be an just influencer. Be a beach bum. Yeah. Just yeah. get Caitlin to record yeah. you wiping out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like Yeah. Watch Michael learn how to surf and fail. And fail. And or get really good. <laughs> It sounds like a good next vacation spot for y'all, though. That might be a should try, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever surfed at all? No. Okay. Me neither. But I have the same ambitions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like a great life. I think I'd be really good at (laughs) trying it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You mentioned, and we kind of hit on this earlier, but you mentioned four kids. Yeah. Um, Curious, like, ages and, like, what are their perceptions of players and, like, involvement, if anything? Yeah. Do they do anything? Well, we have... Four, so Michael's our oldest, he's seven, and then Emmett is six, and then Helen's four, and then Mary Frances is about 18 months. So they're all young and close together, um, but they're like super involved, which is great. Um, some days we have to tell them they have to go to school and not come to work, <laughs> <laughs> like you can't do that. Um, but each kid's very different. Like Michael is the oldest, and he's like a hard worker, so he comes in, he just wants to like, um, clock and how can I help can I scoop can I scoop can I scoop That's and awesome. he wants to be like a doer and then Emmett is kind of our sales guy which <laughs> like we don't need him to be a sales guy <laughs> but he is he's like goes everywhere and is like you know do you like the cookies and cream if you like ice cream you got to come do this and we're like we're like out we don't need anyone to know who we are right now but he's always kind of selling the <laughs> ice cream business and then um Helen's kind of just... She's just there to enjoy the ice cream. Yeah, she doesn't need to work. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and same with Mary Frances. She's little, but they come in and, you know, they like seeing the customers. Like, they kind of sit down on the bench and kind of watch the two of them. But the boys are pretty um, in it to help and, like, they want to be, like, the owners, which I guess they are. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they started... We, we all started together. I mean, yeah. Yeah. those, like, first... Just like we talked about, like, should we versus... Can we versus should we, like... When we had the bike and we were just getting started, we did oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. And we'd pack like the whole family in the car <laughs> with the bike and we'd unload and we'd sit at a farmer's market for two hours, like the whole family. Um, so they're really, they, they've been really involved. And yeah, yeah I think they want to work there, but they're not quite old enough. <laughs> so That's so cute. That's how May, our oldest, is. She's like hardcore. Like, I'm going to tell everyone about Mountain Goat. Everyone needs to know they need to come, you know, like all of her teachers in school are like, we've heard about your business. I'm like, good job, Megan marketing. Um, okay. So the next question I want to know, what could you, what would you want to tell your 2020 selves? So like any fears you had coming into it or any hopes or aspirations that if you could go back and talk to your 2020 selves, what would you say? Probably just be patient. Like you want things to happen faster than they do. Mm-hmm. And so while we were looking for stores and trying to make our next plan, and we're both planners, just in a bit of a different style, but we both have amb- you know, big ambitions. We, we both want to hit certain goals. We want to live a certain life, and that is mostly focused around our kids. Like, mm-hmm. how do we build a family to, that wants to be together? Yeah. And like, you, But you want to put those pieces in place like now, <laughs> I don't want to wait for tomorrow for those pieces to be there. I want to be now. Your 2020 but, self is not listening to that. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, but it, you know, like you can have all the right skill sets and be doing all the right things. It it just takes time, but you have to start. And so that's where we were in 2020. It was like, well, let's just start, mm-hmm. and the pieces will come in as long as we you know put the right building blocks in place. It'll fall in place. Yeah. We just have to do it, and don't rush. Yeah. So nice. I think for me, it'd be like, be kind to yourself. Mm. Um, 
that was like a tough time, I think, yeah. for all of us. And like we were lucky that we didn't have any financial impact because we had our jobs. But just it was like a mentally draining time. And um, yeah, I think it's easy to get down. And through that, I think just every day it's a reminder of like you can do it. Mm-hmm. And like you have so much to offer. And like, you know, there's ups and downs, but just be kind. And that's probably the biggest thing that you know, it's a struggle because you have to remember, like, you're doing so much good stuff. Just yeah. take advantage of, like, understand that and be kind to yourself on, like, the days that aren't as good. It's it's okay. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And we teach our staff kind of three things. We call it our three C's, and it sounds so corporate. <laughs> Ready we, for it. Let's hear it. And Which we hate, but it's like, well, it makes sense. But we focus on customer service, cleanliness, and consistency. Mm-hmm. And so we're teaching the staff those soft skills, like, how do you how do you host people the right way? for their entire experience when they sure. enter the door, when they get back in their car. Keeping the place clean is just a general life good practice. Mm-hmm. So when you go to college, keep your dorm room clean. <laughs> you know, you're, you'll just feel better. Yeah. Um, and then consistency is, I think, what applies to us in business too. Like, like we know the right thing to do. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so some days there's, you just don't want to be consistent because you're tired or hungry. And you just have to be consistent. Yeah. And I think that's where you start to build trust and rapport with your customers, but also your staff. Yeah. They know when they're going to show up the next day. They're not dreading coming to work <laughs> because you're inconsistent. Right. And so it's it's not just for you. It's for your whole business. Um, so that's another piece is just reminding yourself, be, be consistent. Yeah. Stay. yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think we're going to hit you with a, a couple um, ice cream zingers. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, Actually, I'm going to start with this. Do y'all have a dream collaboration, somebody that you'd love to work with? Yeah, we talk about this a lot. Um, the natural thing is to, like, go with food. But I think we, again, like, going back to our family and our kids, we would love to partner more with, um, like, either Greenville County Schools or mm-hmm. the Greenville Libraries and kind of pair together ice cream and literacy and that's just as we've gotten to be more in the parenting game of like a second grader and a first grader, understanding like how much effort goes into like, please read your book for 20 minutes at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. And like trying to pair together a collaboration between like ice cream and like reading. Yeah. Um, it's a it's something like we struggle with as parents at the end of the day to be like, this is fun. We love this. You should love this. <laughs> this is great. And if there was some way that our ice cream could help that that's a big thing like that's cool that we would love to be partners with just yeah because as parents it's like we need some motivation Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we've thought about that I think that's probably one of the biggest ones we've talked about recently is like how do we collaborate to help with like education and children's reading overall yeah we we strategize a lot of our business currently with what we're just experiencing as a family yeah and there obviously I didn't bring any research papers today <laughs> but there's so much research that shows that reading is like the foundation for it yeah. everything yeah. and the more you read as a kid the better you are just you're set up for success right. uh, for high school and college and yeah. and everything else so um, we want to help facilitate that with our own family mm-hmm. but it, it has been pretty neat because we, we've had a few parents come into the store and they've been incentivizing their kids to read mm. and come get ice cream. That's and awesome. so they'll tell us, like, all right, we're here today for a treat because we did our reading for a week. Or our, uh, one of our son's teachers is, uh, is doing the same thing in their class right now. And so they have a, awesome. their monthly reading log. Yeah. You know, and if you, if you fill out the month, you get a free scoop of ice cream. Yeah. And so the kids come in and they're excited. Yeah. And 
hopefully that, that excitement translates to, you know, reading before bedtime mm -hmm. where they go, yeah, let's do that because there's something good at the end. And yeah. then later in life, they'll translate that to, hey, reading is, is good because it's going to make me you know, smarter for Pavlov's dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So. Okay, so what is the um, grossest flavor you've ever experimented with? Matcha. Matcha. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> knew immediately. This is, a, this is a spicy take around here. It's yeah. like matcha in general. But. Well, yeah. you guys probably do matcha well. We did not. Like, <laughs> I don't know if there is such thing as matcha well. It's just gross. No, matcha yeah. is good. We make oh, a very gross. good matcha latte here. So you have to put a little lavender syrup in it. Uh -huh. I like it iced, but... I, we just couldn't. Uh, right. Someone like it was. We have a girl named Madison who works with us, and she just happened to be one of the girls that came into the store all the time. And yeah. Before she worked for us, I mess. I said matcha's out, and I had her come in and try it. And then I wasn't there, and so she sent me a message. She's like, "Matcha tastes like grass." Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I mean, that's right. That's yeah. it. That's why. Yeah. I was like, it was terrible. Oh. It was the worst flavor I think that's we've ever. Funny. Ever made, and we'll never make it again. I, I think the people who like matcha, they liked it, but like our fans don't yeah. like matcha. Yeah. So we're good. We're not matcha people. Not myself. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I love that y'all could agree on that wholeheartedly. Yeah, that was it was so bad. <laughs> well, I think we're pretty much done, but um, I don't know if y'all have any questions for us or, and we can, we can cut this too, but if you had any thoughts about, I mean, we've asked y'all a lot of questions, but if you had any thoughts that you wanted to hear from us, we're open to chatting about that too yeah I have one how do you guys feel like balancing like the business and your family is and like what have you learned over the years doing this to help you guys balance that I don't think we've learned that oh no <laughs> <laughs> so when we first opened in 2018 our youngest Bert was one and um, May was three so Unlike y'all's experience, we did not have aligned goals when we opened Mountain Goat. That's a, a long backstory, but essentially I got duped into it. <laughs> um, and so it's, I really think it's a trial by fire kind of thing. Like we have messed up so many times that we just pick up, you know, skills from what, what we've done wrong and try to try to change it in the future. I do think that now that they're getting a little bit older, they can be around here more. Like May ran the POS with me uh, like the, a couple weeks ago, like, you know, just teaching her to look in people's eyes and take their order and punch it in and stuff like that. But um, I guess with balancing is just, I think it just comes down to communication of like, what do, what do you need to do this week? What do I need to do this week? Uh, you know, who's doing this with May? Who's doing soccer with Burr? You know, like, just having that open communication because it changes. Like we don't have processes that are the same every week. And that's with kids too. Like you have to adjust to like, oh my gosh, they're, they're being extra today because they stayed up too late last night. Okay, so like you stay home and I'll take May to the store with me or something like that. So just being communicative and, and really trying to work, like y'all work around what our family is doing and the needs that they have um, because we definitely put our family above above the business. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you have anything that has helped us balance? I think, I mean, for me, it's been like, uh, an, like it's not been an optional thing. So like if we talked about this on here before, but my like journey was kind of backwards from starting a business where like we transitioned mountain goat from a, a different type of business. It was an indoor climbing facility mm -hmm. and that we, we kind of closed down for a lot of reasons and then opened this up and between, and I was doing that full time. And so between signing the contract on this building and opening, uh, this facility, I transitioned careers into a full-time job like in software 
world. And so we opened this and like took this on as a family while I was transitioning into like a full-time career that I had never done before. And so like, and I still do that today. And so like balancing that, you know, like that's the, like family's the priority, but then also like I have to balance you know, the full-time job as well. And so um, that's why I say like, I haven't, we haven't really figured it out, but like, it's, it's kind of like, we have no choice, you know, like I, I have a flexible job, but it is like, this is what I do nine to five. I can run over here if there's a fire, if the waffle iron catches on fire like yesterday, <laughs> um, or like, you know, whatever the, the case is. But that's kind of like flipped of like now Chrissy is responsible for a lot more. So that's been a, an interesting thing. Yeah. And I think that's why we want to build this community of people that are kind of running businesses as a family or as couples. And because we honestly are curious, we're like, what are y'all doing that's working for you so that we can learn and other people can learn and um, just get better at it. And because there are so many challenges with being married to the person you're working with. Um, you know, you have to be like, you know, this could be 10 more hours long of like, when do you talk about the business? And when do you talk about your lives? And when do you like, remember that you like fell in love first? You know what I mean? Like, so, um, but I'm, I'm hopeful that that's kind of what more conversations can lead to and just continue to get better at figuring all the balance out. Thank you all so much for coming and chatting. And this was really, we know about Claire's. We go to Claire's. I went to Claire's last night. Um, but it's nice to like hear the backstory and understand like the, the things that you guys are facing. So yeah, yeah I'm feeling inspired. Y'all gave us some good wisdom. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's good to yeah, be here. Yeah. Thank you.